0: Hello and welcome to Two Sharp Chefs and a Microphone. I'm Lorraine Moss. And this is Louis Victor. And today we're talking about being married to the restaurant. <laughs> married to the restaurant.
1: Love and marriage. Great show. But yeah. I wish they would do a spin on <laughs> love and marriage to the restaurant. <laughs> yeah.
0: So um, this is a fun topic, but it's also a serious topic because um, as I've found, uh, you know, our divorce rate is pretty dang high in the hospitality industry.
1: Special, uh, special stat. Yeah. Apart from the rest of the world. Yeah. Ooh, I wonder how that's so.
0: It's, yeah, you'd be surprised. Uh, Hashtag chef life is something you see all over social media. And usually, I mean, most of the time it's funny, to be honest, it's like. I burned my hand, and I'm going back to work for the next 12 hours. (laughs) And so he shows us her new burns in her arm. Um, But sometimes it's super sad. It's kind of like hashtag chef life. I haven't seen my family in 23 days
1: straight. What? We have families?
0: (laughs) Exactly, right? (laughs) What's that word? (laughs) What does that mean? So I'm going to start with a Gordon Ramsay quote. He says, quote, There's a bond among a kitchen staff, I think, you spend more time with your chef in the kitchen than you do with your own family.
1: Gordon Ramsay, folks.
0: Yes. Um, I would have to say that's very true. Okay, yeah. What's your experience? Same. It's, I'm
1: just fortunate that I work with a group of people that consider work family as
0: family, too. Which happens a lot. Yeah. And that's what's awesome. I think that he was kind of saying it in a positive way, mm-hmm. meaning that we have each other's back Mm -hmm. You know, we've been through some tough times together. Sometimes it's like war.
1: You know, I remember the first days we started there. And um, Chef Terry, she was from D.C., from uh, Jose's uh, R&D office. She's like, okay, everybody, I know you don't know
0: each other, but huddle up closer
1: because we're your family now. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. That's
0: what happened. The hours are super challenging, obviously. And as you get better and you get promoted, honestly, you work more instead of less. (laughs) (laughs) So, me, I've had that experience where it's like, oh, awesome, you're going to be a chef de cuisine? Okay, now more hours. Oh, not chef de cuisine, uh, chef de partie. awesome. Mm -hmm. Oh, now you're going to be a sous chef? Okay, forget your life. Yeah, well, you're there, basically, to
1: oversee things. So,
0: less brunt work, but you're just there. Yeah. So, five to six days a week, 10 to 14 hours a day on average. Of course, any cook, from the beginning, you work evenings, weekends holidays mm-hmm. with very little time off. So it's kind of one of those funny things where it's like, it's Labor Day weekend. Awesome. Everybody else is like, yeah, I'm going to go barbecue and I'm going to hang out and I'm going to drink. And cooks are like, yeah, it's going to be busy this weekend. Right. I know. <laughs> it's not a holiday for us. It's the opposite. Um, the pressure is high. It's very fast, high level, busy. You got fires and knives around you all the time. Um, of course, we've talked about this before. It can lead to addiction. Working late nights, stress levels is out of control.
1: And what's there for us, really, when we get off? Yeah, Nothing.
0: It's, it, it's usually very late or very early. Yeah. And your family, your friends, your spouse is sleeping. Yeah. There's and just not a lot of
1: healthy, healthy activities after a
0: certain point of yeah. night, you know? And we've talked about that before, too. We should have a whole podcast about just unwinding, meditation, yoga, um, because there sleep are better ways than drinking right. and doing drugs. Mm-hmm.
1: Hookers and blows, they would call it.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so how do you have and stay in a healthy relationship? Louie and I have no idea how to answer this question. <laughs> I don't know. You've been married. Um, well, I was divorced, so. You, I've, I've got a few tips yeah. up my sleeve, sure. but I'm no professional. And so we are here with a professional. Again, Donna Wilburn, who, by the way... You have more clicks and listens than any other podcast we've ever done. Stop it. You do, actually. (laughs) It's pretty crazy. It's cool. Um, She's a marriage and family therapist, like licensed psychotherapist. So um, she's an expert, not just in psychotherapy, but particularly in marriage and family. So she hears this every day, whether she likes it or not. Mm -hmm. Um, But we're a special breed. These cooks and chefs and right. hospitality workers in general, because a lot of servers and hostesses they have the same schedule. I would make the argument, maybe not as much pressure. They you would know, probably make another, you know, same. it's interesting though, <laughs> argument as a
2: as a therapist. It's the chefs that are coming in. I don't got a lot of servers. I think the pressure is less. They get to go home and forget everything. Yeah. Well, they work an average six-hour chef, uh, six-hour oh. chef, <laughs> six-hour
0: chef. Yeah, it's the chefs coming in. Yeah, six-hour shift. That's a great um, book title. <laughs> six-hour six shift. <laughs> 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 um, they work an average six-hour shift. Uh, they make twice the amount sh- of money. Twice, Louie, Twice. <laughs> <Yeah>. or <at laughs> like at least four times twice. in Vegas. Yeah. It's pretty insane. Like they're not exactly you know working at Denny's in Las Vegas for the True most that. part. You know, the chefs here they can make more than doctors and lawyers and pff, everybody. Mm-hmm. I've heard. I've heard servers people, yeah. that make $200,000 in Las Vegas. Insane. It's it's crazy because the price point's higher here in a lot of places, especially fine dining restaurants. They automatically take 20 in a lot of them. We do volume. Yeah, so 20% mm-hmm. of $1,000 is $200. I mean, that's for one table. Mm-hmm. They right. have several tables going at the same time. I'm sure they have to, of course, they have to pay out their bartender and their food runner, but still in the end, it's they're cashing in at still. the end of the night, mm-hmm. and uh, we're making, you know, maybe $20 an hour in a lot of cases. When you divide out the chef hours, it's, you know, $10 an hour. (laughs) Right. (laughs) When you start getting into salary paid, but,
1: and you know, we should focus on that too. And a future topic, like how it's not so commensurate what we're getting paid.
0: No. No, not at all. In many cases, and we're going to talk with a few people about being a sous chef or being an executive chef, in many cases, they're making a lot less than their cooks, because when you divide out 60 hours, 70 hours, suddenly they're making 10 bucks an hour, you know?
1: suddenly, if you want that embroidery on your jacket, it's like you take a massive pay cut. It's the glory of this being called an executive chef. Right. But... Really, it is basically, they're buying you to be a fixture at the restaurant.
2: Yeah, I I don't think they're in it for the money. No, it's all about passion. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, I know this is a very broad question, but generally, is it possible? And how do you have a healthy relationship when you talk about these hours and
2: this amount of stress? So, it is possible. There are chefs out there with healthy relationships. But I tell you guys, it's really... Really challenging. Like, you can't accidentally have a healthy relationship. You have to, like, totally be prioritizing really good boundaries and l- protecting your relationship time. It is not an accident when people have a healthy relationship, it's because they put a lot of effort into it. So, to back up what we
0: claimed in the beginning about divorce rates, uh, this is according to US Census data, the most recent. Uh, We have a 15% divorce rate in the hospitality industry. Apparently, that's the 16th highest of professions. Oh, sorry. Sixth highest of professions. Okay. Um, They they say it's because of financial strain, which we talked about, bad hours, less quality time. And by the way, that's worse than the military, probation officers, (laughs) What's the and worst? And medical professionals. Now, the worst, according to the survey, is first-line military. So oh, if you're gotcha, you know, gotcha. in Afghanistan, you're a part of the first-line war effort. Of course, that's the most stressful possible um, relationship situation, according to this data, which totally makes sense. Yeah. But, I mean, we're five behind that. What does that tell you? So that's not good. Uh, I think thought it would be interesting to Google um, chef relationships, dating a chef, and literally (laughs) there are thousands of blogs you know, blogging is a thing now, and people are blogging about what it's like to date a chef. We're mm-hmm. like a separate species. I should invent Tinder for chefs. So, <laughs> you know, there
1: should
2: be a, an app right. just for dating chefs. Like there's, instead you have of to have a whole different expectation thing. Christian mingle, it's chef right. mingle,
1: right? So instead of your profile picture, you're swiping left or right on food first. Food pics, <laughs> right? <laughs> so that's how you weed them out. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a that's a funny point that you make about food pics. So. It's kind of the idea of, you know, so when someone who's dating one of us tells another person who's also not in the industry that they date a chef, it seems so freaking glamorous. It's like, you must eat,
2: you must eat like a king. That's like someone saying, oh, I'm dating a celebrity. And they're like, oh my gosh, that must be such a wonderful life. Mm -mm. Yeah. Until you're in it. So...
0: (laughs) Um, there are quite a few funny blogs, uh, a lot of HuffPost ones, yeah, um, Buzzfeed, uh, BuzzFeed as well, um, of course WordPress. It's just It goes on and on and it's hilarious. Um, so there were a couple of things that I thought were, were really funny. Uh, one of the things we saw a lot was, you will be alone a lot. Uh, this, <laughs> this lady says, dating a chef sometimes feels like you're dating a doctor. Except it's a doctor that pushes wine pairings and buys butter by the case. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, while other jobs provide the stability of a regular 8 to 5 workday or 9 to 5, chef hours change on a daily basis. Also, like a doctor, the phone is always on, so when people call out or produce orders fall through, they can go in and fix it. Remember, a good chef is a bona fide workaholic. So the next question is, how do you deal with a workaholic in a relationship?
2: So like as I was thinking about talking to you guys and why is it so difficult for people to have healthy relationships with the chef? It's not necessarily the job, it's it's the person. So we talked about this before how chefs are a creative type and and uh when they're in a relationship, they're the thing that brought them to being a chef is is also contributing to the difficulty in the relationship. So what happens is it's Because they love it so much, their boundaries get exploited, they don't cut it off when it's time to go home, they bring it home with them. So the thing that makes them such a great chef, their love and passion for it, also makes them really hard to be in a relationship with. That's what makes them a workaholic. So if you're going to have a relationship, I would say, I would put it really on the person that's the chef, to really own your stuff and say, okay, I want to have a healthy relationship. Yes, I love what I do so much, but I need to have good boundaries or this is not going to last. So that's number one, okay? okay. Mm-hmm. And then there was another factor, which this, I, this is what I see destroys the relationship more than anything, okay? Like, say it, say it. <laughs> yeah, maybe your radar's off or something, but don't pick an insecure partner. Don't oh, yeah. pick an insecure partner. I would have to agree As with soon as you get these flags that this person's insecure, that is not the partner for you. They cannot handle being in a relationship with a chef. I you can know. totally see that. Yeah. I totally see oh it. Oh, my gosh, guys. I mean, that is the number one thing. I'm like, why would you pick somebody insecure when you know you're a chef? They that's can't good handle advice. it.
0: I mean, because one of the things on this list was – Uh, You must learn to adhere to the texting calling window. So this girl's talking about how uh, she texts and she has like these long stories or whatever. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we always talk about, Louie, is no stories and no feelings. Mm -hmm. So when you're texting me a bunch of stories and feelings... I glance
1: over it and I'm like...
0: Yeah. Not only do we lack a sensitivity chip, unfortunately, sometimes with that, because... Mm -hmm. Our bosses don't allow us stories and feelings. Um, the other problem is, honestly, there's just the idea of, or the problem of no time. Right. So I have no time. So this <laughs> this particular person is complaining about, well, I get one word text back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And you're lucky that I've even looked at my phone. Exactly. I, and and in my relationship, one of the things that's worked is. And you're absolutely right about people being insecure and having an issue with that. My husband's completely secure in himself in our relationship. So as soon as I say, busy, uh, <laughs> you know, just I'll have one word answers. There's not another text from him for the rest mm-hmm. of the night. He doesn't bother me again. right? Cause he knows better. And honestly, and that was not the beginning of the relationship. He doesn't, he take, doesn't it take it personally. He doesn't take it she doesn't
2: want to talk to me.
0: No, I'm right. really freaking busy. Um, the text window on here they uh, suggest is two to four p.m., which is a great text window for us because, you know, a lot of the time it's like slower prep, especially around two. It's after lunch. It's before dinner.
1: Our gates are not open yet, so yeah, yeah, we can we can you kind of like
2: still respond a bit. Yeah,
1: respond a little bit.
2: Yeah, but the other thing is you guys talked about your kitchen staff or your your folks around you being your family mm-hmm. okay well an insecure person is not going to want you bonding with someone else besides them so your relationships with your fellow coworkers is going to feel like a threat to that insecure partner mm-hmm. and they oh, will yeah. be questioning you and they'll be like what were you doing hanging out with this person after work and you're like i was just venting about the day mm-hmm. and they're like oh you want to be in a relationship oh you're hanging out with them more than hanging out with me so that insecure partner is going to be threatened by your relationship with your coworkers, by the fact that you're not responding fast enough, by the fact that you want to sleep when they want to be up and doing stuff, by the fact that you don't want to go out because you've been out every single day and you want to stay home. So really, like you really, really have to know the signs of an insecure partner and realistically say, I don't, I don't think that person is for me. So, Louie, 86, okay. an insecure partner. Right. 86 it. I, I no 86 joke. her. <laughs> like I did. Oh, my gosh. You really did. Yeah, I really did. I 86 that one. Guys, you don't even know. That's like the number one biggest thing is that why did you pick that person? You have to own who you pick as a partner. Like I tell people, people spend more time picking out a car than they do picking out a, a long-term partner. Why is that so? Is this
1: because, oh like, God. the love
2: hormones, like, just rush in and cloud your judgment? Yeah, you're, judgment? like, oh, could be part on of that the, on, the, on the new relationship. It's so exciting and fun. Really, it's because we love to feel loved. We love to feel loved. And so, like, <laughs> okay, so the car is really shiny and it feels really good. you got to look under the hood. The you got to, like, spend some time, right? You yeah. don't just go, oh, I'll buy it. So that insecure insecurity does not show up in the honeymoon phase, guys. Like of it, course. Like in the first few months, oh, it's love and sparkly and wonderful and so fun. It's not going to show up until later. And by then, sometimes you're, you're kind of stuck. Trapped.
0: Okay, on the other end of it, though. What? On their side. Okay. We've talked about this many times, Louie. Um, chefs and cooks and many hospitality professionals lack a sensitivity chip. Oh, yeah. So... <laughs> This is how we talk to each other. Uh, If you need to get by, you say behind. Right. You don't say excuse me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's no manners. Um, If you, uh, you know, uh, sometimes you'll say peligroso, dangerous, (laughs) fire. Yeah. These are the things that we say to each other. So we don't have a lot of patience in general. And sometimes, many times, Louis has found this, I know we've had this conversation, where you just don't have any patience at all. Because you work in a world where I need it now, I mm-hmm. need it thirty seconds ago. Shut the fuck up. Like this is how we talk to each gimme, other gimme, gimme. a lot. And sometimes feelings get hurt, but I think a lot of the time we're so used to talking like that and having people talk to us like that that we can yell at each other and scream at each other and say crappy things and do crappy things, but at the end of their, the our crappiest shift,
1: things. We're like hugging. Yeah. And having beers. We're having
0: a shot, we're giving a high five like you know, good job today. Right. And it's That's like, when you're, you know, the industry, you're so confused. It's like, you've yelled at me and you've sworn at me and you've said things worse than any sailor yeah. on any ship. Exactly. <laughs> but at the end of the night, you're giving me a high five. It's mixed messages. Yeah. But there's, there's that a difference. difference lie in the house. Yeah. No. no. That is not going to fly. No. 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 And Louis learned not. that. Yeah. yeah Louie, no. tell us a little bit about that.
1: Oh God. The sensitivity he's in work you talk. You lack it. I know. I know. I try.
0: Because you've asked I'll me a few times, like, oh, is this bad? And I'm like, yeah, what that's bad, Louie. Like in my talk- like current or? No, in a past relationship. Yeah. And and not to say that yeah. this person was perfect. She was far from it. And F her. I don't like her. But <laughs> I'll be responsible for that. I don't care. Okay, all right. <laughs> we won't say specifically who she is. Okay. But there were times when you definitely did the wrong thing. Yeah. and And one of them a big one was your lack of sensitivity and I'm not on you for this because I do it. And, and the difference is that I have a strong, I have a strong partner as opposed to what you had. And he would just say, knock it off. (laughs) And I would turn around and be like, "Whoa, you're so mean. But then I was being mean (laughs) because I was completely impatient. I would do things like behind Mm -hmm. and like, tell him like this, when he's Mm -hmm. talking, like I'm waving my arms, like go faster, 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 tell (laughs) me the information. Mm -hmm. And it's like,
1: Dude, it's the weekend. So, you know. Calm the hell down, dude. Mine's like more of like, okay, we had difficulty communicating because otherwise should have been like a heartfelt conversation. I'm like, bullet points now.
2: <laughs> I need yes. it.
1: And that could not have helped your relationship. Well, not at all. I mean, there's a lot of uh, things that we kind of glazed over and missed because of the bullet points method. So, yeah. Right.
0: So, I guess the answer might partly be compartmentalization. Yeah. Keep What's your work for that stuff one? at work.
2: Cause yeah, that doesn't fly, and I'm I'm married to a construction worker, and you know how many times they have to say, "Excuse me, excuse me, I'm your wife, not mm-hmm. your, uh, you know, employee. You can't boss me around. It doesn't fly at home. But when it comes, you, I'd say if you're if you're the chef person and someone says to you, uh, "Excuse me, I'm, you know, can you watch that? You have to own it. You have to be good about it. Mm-hmm. Like. You can't get all defensive and be like, I'm just trying to whatever. You have to own your stuff. Mm-hmm. So you know who you are. You know what the kitchen is like. You know that you get in habits. You got to be okay with getting some feedback. If you can take feedback at work, you can take a little feedback at home.
0: Right. So how do you turn it off, so to speak? We've talked to a few people that are very successful in their relationships. And that's usually their answer is that they turn it off. Mm-hmm. Um, they compartmentalize. They don't bring work home at all. In fact, a lot of the time, they don't even discuss work. Uh, and then there's people that are the opposite, which are maybe most of us, right. who discuss work. And it's they know more about you know work than anything else because they just need to decompress. I mean, maybe, I don't know, put a time limit on it. I don't know. Or maybe don't talk at all. It,
2: What's better? No, there's there's a mid zone in there. Like you can't not share with your partner if you had a stressful day, Mm -hmm. because then that's going to make your relationship not go well. Because that's a good emotional connecting moment is sharing about your day. Right. So you can't say no, don't talk about it. But then you can't bring you can't go home all stressed out and grumpy because of Uh your day, because then that's going to affect your family at home, and they get to see this grumpy face walk in the door. So there's, there's strategies, and, and here's one that I actually, this is one that I actually give and recommend to my clients, is that you get in the car, you go home, whatever you got to do, but before you walk in that door, do a quick little five-minute meditation thing from YouTube, mm-hmm. Just like put it on over your head, or just listen to it for five minutes while you're in the driveway before you walk in that door, and you'll walk in that door a whole different person.
1: Hmm. More aware. More aware of like what's going Less you.
2: stressed out. And you'll be able to, because this person that you're walking into hasn't seen you for 15 hours. So they're going to be wanting to tell you about their day. Yes. Right. And they're, they're going to be like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen you in so long. And you got to know this. And the kids were that. And this was that. If you walk in there stressed, down, and grumpy, you are not going to have the patience to hear what they're saying, mm-hmm. but if you do a quick little five-minute meditation, you'll be in a whole different
1: place. Shameless plug, I use a device called the Muse, too, uh-huh. so it's an EKG, mm-hmm.
2: so it actually tells me like where
1: my anxiety yeah. levels are.
0: Hmm. Yep. I mean, I've whatever works, mm-hmm. because, I mean, I don't know how many times, and, and like Louis said, I'm in, going on 10 years in marriage, and... Uh, At this point, more than half of it has been in the uh, culinary industry. So, And before that, it was news, so there we go One stress to the next, Mm -hmm. one weekend job to the next. He's like, great, awesome professions that you've chosen. Um, But I hear this a lot, stop taking it out on me. And he Mm -hmm. knows for a fact, he's smart enough to know that it's not about him, Mm -hmm. it's about such and such at work or whatever stress levels that I have coming home and I think that's a great tool to use to just unplug for five minutes. Uh, how, how do you react to people, you know, your partner saying, stop taking it out of me? Do you just shut up and listen? Or, Mine
1: doesn't. My current one says, like, hey, where are you at? She mm. totally sees, like, I'm out of the room. Right. And she's like, I need you to come back now. You're not present. yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. How do you become present? That's that's a good one. So that, that little meditation thing really helps a lot because it, uh, you have this brain in your head. And when it's stressed out, you're not going to be able to use certain things so well, like empathy and and connecting and compassion. Those don't work so good when you're stressed out. Mm-hmm. So you have to bring yourself down. You have to own it where you're at. Like you were saying, mm-hmm. I'm, in, I'm stressed out right now. This is not when I want to be connecting. So you, as an independent person, have to bring yourself down. It's okay. your job To bring your stress down. It's not their job. Once you bring that down, you're gonna be in a different place. You're gonna receive things differently. But let's say, so this is what I have too for relationships for for this crowd. They have they have code phrases. Okay? Hmm. Code phrases. So let's say you're being a a bit too bossy. When you're in a relationship a long time, all you need is a little code word that reminds you, like, oh yeah, I'm being too bossy. But the, the couple has to talk about it. They'd be like, you know, if you're getting really bossy and that's really hard because it feels like you're really mean, you'd be like, okay, well, when I'm being bossy, what can you say? And they can just say, you know, give you the code word or give you whatever. Microplane. Right. So, like, <laughs> yeah. or... <laughs> or you know, hi, or touch you on the shoulder, whatever it is. But as a relationship, you have to talk about these things, develop strategies of how to handle them. So the bossy one, or you come in grumpy, or when you're not present, or when you're like, you know, spent too much time out of the home, and we need a date night or something. You need little code words, little little phrases you can use. And my
0: chef brain, which is dirty as hell, is like thinking word? of like my sex word. <laughs> Is it similar to that? It's like your safety point, Your safe (laughs) word.
2: What's your safe word? Banana. (laughs) 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 Banana. (laughs) Platanos. Exactly. Right? Kind of like Let's let's say it's your safe (laughs) emotional word. (laughs) Right? Emotional safe word. Strawberry Ah. jam. (laughs) (laughs) These are our safe words. (laughs) Now we know. Peanut butter and jelly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so So your neighbor hears you yelling that. Oh yeah! yeah. (laughs) What's wrong with those people?
0: (laughs) Okay, so this can apply to many professions, um, but we were talking about in the beginning. You know, we're talking about maybe six days a week, fifteen hours a day. in, In the worst case scenario, which by the way, I we have a friend that works those hours now, and she never sees her boyfriend. Never.
1: Does she have a boyfriend?
0: She has a boy, but he's in the industry. <laughs> oh, so, so he's he's doing the same thing. Yeah. Probably. So it
2: could be partly why that works. But
0: how do you make up for lost time?
2: Mm-hmm. So, so. I, that was my other tip. So okay. like as you guys are talking, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to make sure to put this in there. That was that was my other one, and it's protect your quality time with your life. Mm-hmm. When you're gonna have quality time designated on the calendar, protect it with your life no cell phones no distractions and no nothing. If you're gonna have only a little bit of quality time you better make it high quality okay so I say it's protected. but if you can do that, let's say for the week if you can even have an hour or two hours of really high quality time in a week, that can be as good as 20 minutes a day
1: okay. okay.
2: Mm-hmm. but i would not go longer than a week without putting an hour to 2 hours somewhere in there and this doesn't mean you know oh our quality time is when we took the kids to the park that's not your quality time that's nice for the kids and all but that's not your quality time your quality time is one on one no distractions you're both relaxed and you're both enjoying it okay so that could be going out to eat sex
0: sex
2: what i mean if you can have sex <laughs> for 2 hours good for you Right, right. Louie can right now. I can. A nude two-hour quality time. You go.
1: (laughs) Okay. Two-hour minimum. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) Goals. Right. Hashtag goals. Hashtag, I'm I'm in a good place.
2: (laughs) She is. Louis in a new relationship. But you have to protect it. Like, literally, put it on the calendar. Schedule around it. You have to protect it. If you neglect your quality time, your relationship is not going to survive.
0: Yeah, I mean, we have mise en place for everything in chef life and cook life. I mean, if we can have mise en place for all our ingredients, you know, our events, whatever's going on for the day, we can have mise en place for our life. We can be prepared for putting time into a relationship mm-hmm. to make it better. True that. Or at least good. Yeah. 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 True good that. enough. What can partners do to help? So obviously, uh-huh. you know, we know, okay, Nick's the people that are... Insecure, Insecure. we got that, but now we've got a normal person that seems of average, (laughs) average issues. Mm -hmm. What can that partner do to support the chef, the cook, the person that's working these crazy
2: hours and under this kind of stress? So, I would say number one is realistic expectations. Don't gauge your relationship by your friends who are married to people that's bankers and things like that. You can't compare. Yeah. If you want to compare, maybe talk to other people that are married to a chef, you'll probably feel really good about your relationship. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to compare yourself to like the banker wives, you're going to think your relationship is terrible. So you have to have realistic expectations for being married to a chef or someone in the kitchen. And so I'd say talk to other people who are married, get support you know, from people who have similar situations. Adjust your expectations based on... Your personal situation. Don't watch all these TV shows and go like it should be like that. Why aren't we going out to everything? I feel like everybody does that nowadays, right? If if we there's so much reality TV. No, gosh. If we gauged our relationships based on what we see on TV, we'd all be like really depressed. Because I'm not dating my husband every night and doing these social events like every weekend. You know, it's it's not like that. Real relationships are not like that. And you have to like schedule and put it on the calendar and make sure you have like the time allotted to spend time with your spouse. It's not, I don't know who that is on TV that they're modeling after, but that's not how relationships are. Or
0: nowadays, I would say, especially for the millennial generation and the people who participate in that generation, which is pretty much everybody, we're all participating in the millennial generation right it's their generation louie this is what (laughs) (laughs) Shut uh they base that on social media you know so they're you know they see social media and it's like these all these couples that are just hashtag goals hashtag relationship goals and it's just it's just this uh filtered gorgeous uh,
1: it's your expensive feed, of lifestyle it's your Instagram feed you take so much care
0: like presenting yourself out there mm-hmm. that it doesn't it's not a real reflection of reality but I mean every one of us has at least once or twice maybe even a day looked at something on Instagram or Facebook and thought I wish I was doing that right I know I wish I was eating that I wish I, I was. Dating that or whatever it dating is, <laughs> and it's completely unrealistic to have those expectations
2: yeah, it that. took them ten years to do that one three second shot that you're thinking happens all the time, yeah, and it's just you, you know. don't know the backstory right no so i I think that social media you are correct, and maybe this is another show how social media oh is, yeah it this damages is definitely relationships. a show yeah, it's totally influences people's perspective about what a relationship should look like right that's a good um actually pitched to Netflix, we
1: should do, like, a reality thing. Because, okay. like, I'm in friends with Real. all these influencers. And I'm like, dude, how do you do it?
0: They always have content. Yeah.
1: I mean, they do this for a living, obviously. Right. But, I mean, what's a life around that?
2: Yeah. So, have realistic expectations. Mm-hmm. And, what else? And so, another one is, like, don't tolerate. Speak up. So if you're oh, married a good to that, yeah, that's a very good one. Yeah, it's the minimizing and justifying are a way to tolerate things that are not okay. So rather than tolerate and then build resentment and then your relationship goes downhill because now you're mad 24 hours a day. Speak up at the moment. You guys are chefs. You can handle someone going like, "Hey, that's not okay." Like you should be able to handle that. Mm-hmm. You deal with that all day. So as the partner of someone like that, you have to speak up and resolve it as soon as possible. If you tolerate something for 10 years, there's there's like no coming back from that, guys. That is like really hard to repair. Wow. That's a really good one. Minimizing and justifying. I feel like we all do it. Yeah. Yeah. Those are no-nos. Those are ways to be okay with something that's not okay.
0: Does Mitch get in your face and say, hey? Yeah. All the time. Yeah. And, you know, what's interesting is, and I don't know how long this normally takes, and there's probably, like, not a normal number. So we're going on 10 years now, and we're finally at the point now where it's – I can't remember the last time we had a huge argument because we're at that point where we tend to know how to deal with the other person. And even if it's mildly hurtful, it's mildly hurtful more often rather than extremely hurtful. And I'm going to have a divorce and threatening all these like bad things. I'm going to break up whatever it is because all those little things are irritations that you learn to either live with because they are things that are innate to the innate to the person. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they're just, irritations everybody has irritations um or they're things that you can deal with very quickly instead of making it a long drown out thing right so for us it's you know what we said earlier which is knock off that behavior i'm not gonna take it boom he's out right. <laughs> peace out that's Audi 5000 that's my generation right but yeah it's like i'm done with this conversation right now we can come
2: back and visit it when you have a better mindset um, yeah, and that's that's another thing that I tell people don't don't think you're going to have a really good discussion if one of you guys is upset. Is like I call it don't talk over a 5. That's what I say. Don't okay. talk over a 5 Ooh, on a scale one. of 1 to 10. That's if you or someone else is getting more emotional than a 5, your brain's not going to be rational, logical, empathy, compassion. All you're going to be is defensive and want to attack the person. So disengage, stop talking, time out. Like, come back when you can bring yourself down. But you really shouldn't be having those conversations over a five. And right. I, I had to tell you, like, I did hear something the other day that was like, I'm like, why are they still talking? It was two people yelling and screaming. And I'm like, why is someone not walking away from this? Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's not going well. So I think what you're saying, like, over 10 years, I think you've kind of learned that it doesn't go well if you keep beating a dead horse and two really extremely upset people. Right. It goes a lot better if you step away for a few minutes, right. or half a day, or whatever, and then come back later. Right, you figured that out. One or both people is definitely wrong.
0: <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> right. At, I mean, there's at, there's a piece of that that's missing, and like you're saying, that person who's wrong, partially wrong or fully wrong, can't recognize it because it's just like fire yeah. and brimstone. It's just like.
2: You're not going you're
0: you're to be able to see
1: that yeah. when you're
0: really upset. Sometimes you're not going to be able
1: to. When you're upset, you're just fighting the fight.
0: Yeah. You're not
1: really resolving. So.
0: Well, yeah, and we've talked about this in our relationship where sometimes, you know, it's like we're fighting, we're, we're arguing. We hardly, we really, don't really guys. fight, but we argue sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Like, but we, we it's like, we're, we talked about this with Paras and Jeffrey, Chef said Valencia and Gold. Mm-hmm. It's like, how do you get along over a period of time? How do you have a business together? How do you, you know, and that's what Louis and I are doing. It's like, we realize we're fighting for exactly the same, same thing. <laughs> <Exactly> <laughs> so it's not really thing. like it's just stress or we're hearing it wrong or yeah. we're communicating badly, mm-hmm. but it's just like, no, we want the completely same thing. ridiculous. We're what? fighting for exactly the same yeah. thing. And it's like, <laughs> people just <laughs> our text messages. The like way. they slow down and it's like, Oh yeah, yeah. that is what I mean. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> All
2: right. So it's here's funny. another thing. Um, can you not fight over text?
0: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: That's You're not going to censor yourself well, and you can't even see the person that you're fighting with. Uh-huh. So how many arguments escalated because they're over texts? I, It's good for me as the therapist because I can see right. how it escalated. But you probably shouldn't be continuing to text when you're upset because yeah. you're going to be uncensored and say things that you're probably going to regret later.
1: Plus, you can't tell tone.
0: That's the main thing about text is the you know tone. Know what I mean? And it's like you try to replace that with emojis a lot of the time. Because <laughs> you'll say something and you the do like a else. ha-ha, right. I'm being sarcastic, you know. Right. But sometimes, right. like, well, I, would, I shouldn't say sometimes, a lot of the time. A lot of the time. Uh, your tone is completely lost in sarcasm when it comes to any kind of social media or texting. Uh-huh. It's you write things and you think, well, this is super sarcastic, but you can't see my face right now. You can't hear my tone. Um, and it just sounds well. Sarcasm just sounds freaking mean when it it's does. in words. It mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. You just sound like an angry person. It sounds
1: like you know it's in sarcasm on steroids. Yeah. It's like rah. I use that wink emoji
0: so much right? <laughs> because I'm like, ah, it's a joke. Yeah. ha. Right. Lmao. So, um, okay, so we talked about a lot of the bad things about dating a chef, but uh, to save Louis's relationship. <laughs> <laughs> right, you beautiful so person
1: out there. Forever. No,
0: you know. You beautiful person out I there. I lucked out. She's oh. very patient, so. So here are the benefits of dating us. There are many. <laughs> One of the most important ones is you won't go hungry.
2: Okay, that's good.
0: You won't go hungry.
2: You're not going to be eating hamburger helper. Nope. <laughs> so whether, Okay, <laughs> so
0: I can't promise you that we're going to cook for you every day because that just honestly doesn't happen. I'm sorry. I know no. that seems like something that would be freaking awesome, and it would be awesome, but, but we just don't have the time for that or the energy. There's the magic of leftovers because I rarely cook just for two. Right. When I cook, I cook. Yeah, we cook way too much. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we do. Sure. Um, we also go to some of the best restaurants, whether they're the cheapest or the most expensive. We do not, in general, um,
2: skimp at all yeah. on food. Um, as a best thing ever is going to dinner with a chef. Mm-hmm. <laughs> best thing ever, you are treated like royalty. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, we have special privileges. We get access to some
0: food sometimes.
1: and drink that nobody else does. Yeah. Sometimes,
0: sometimes it's not even on the menu, and it's like...
1: What, uh, that just happened it? to me
0: the other night at Bizarre Meat. You go back home to your home restaurant, oh, and yeah, you yeah.
1: just—I
0: wasn't there. People you were just... like,
1: "Lorraine was here." Yeah, <laughs> I know.
0: <laughs> yeah. We saw pictures. Yeah. <laughs> Chef's like, I can't send you the entire menu because you'll die. Yeah. But I'm going to make you super uncomfortable. No, yeah. I'll, I'll, You'll be
2: so full that for days. I'll right. be the a chef's <laughs> plus one anytime. I don't yeah, even have to know you. Donna's missed <laughs> that benefit a yeah, few right.
0: times with us. Uh, yeah, you won't go hungry. Uh-huh. Um, and then the next one was you will be treated well at restaurants. So unless you're like a dick chef, if you're a, <laughs> a nice person, ooh, you will eat like you've never mm-hmm. eaten before. True that. Um, we can solve your kitchen problems. So I don't know how many times a day this happens to you, Louie. But people ask you random ass questions. Like, wow, should I use need? like a cast iron? <laughs> should I cut it with a mandolin? How do, Dude, do I cut with a mandolin? Why how do I, I slice have this it? mental image
1: of your sister
0: texting me <laughs>
1: <laughs> all <laughs> the time. time?
0: She sends me pictures. This pan or this pan?
1: <laughs> Mine is more like, um, oh, how do I? How do I make my photographs better? And how do I do this? And how do right. I do that? Right.
0: Yeah. How do how do I get the lighting right? Right. Yeah, that's more of me right now. <laughs> yeah, I get the craziest questions. You know, more baking soda, less baking powder. What's the difference? Uh-huh. And it's just like in the middle of my day. and Okay. Sorry, I got into like a six-hour Twitter thing um, because people were asking me about Kobe because I put the video of the Kobe taste, or I should say the Wagyu tasting from uh-huh. Bazaar. And I just... It was so crazy. I couldn't believe how many people had questions about the fact that, you know, am I eating just plain Wagyu or am I eating Kobe Wagyu? And Did you have the A5 on the ishiyaki? I had the whole, the whole Wagyu see, tasting.
1: I don't even see my partner's social media. <laughs> That's
0: why I'm so busy. Yeah, it's, I mean, just FYI, there are very few Kobe restaurants. So that are certified. That are certified mm-hmm. in America. Um, under a dozen. Less than a dozen, I'm sorry. Wrong word. Uh, the way that you can tell, which this this tweet just went cr- crazy viral, mm-hmm. the way that you can tell is, one, they should have a certificate on hand, mm-hmm. which Bizarre Meat has. It's one of the nine or ten restaurants in the country that has real c- certified Kobe beef. Um, the certificate has a nose print of the cow, which is mm-hmm. similar to a fingerprint of a human. So it's actually interesting. You can... Ask that they should what have the it. Heck? Did you?
1: Did... And um, the lineage of the cow. So mother and father. Right. There's and only then... a
0: few cows. Yeah. That are Kobe cows. Mm-hmm. Oh. There's my like twelve, God. I want to say, no or friend. something like that. Um, number two, they should have a plaque from Kobe Prefecture.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So when you walk into bazaar, if you walk in to bazaar meat in Las Vegas, it's in on the, the knife right, case, right? You'll see in the knife case that it's a picture of a wagyu or a Kobe cow, mm-hmm. um, and it's a plaque that you get for being Kobe certified. Those are the two things that you can look for. Otherwise, it is not certified Kobe beef. They are lying to you. You cannot get a burger for $25 that has Kobe in it. That burger would be 100 bucks. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's not possible. Wow. It's like we, we weigh the Kobe beef meat by the ounce. Right. As because we charge by, by the, the ounce. ounce. Yeah. And it's expensive. It can be upwards of $50, $60 an per ounce for ounce, Kobe beef. Yeah. So if you're getting a hamburger that says Kobe or Kobe slider and it's 20 bucks, it's not a freaking Kobe slider. They're lying to you. It's Wagyu. Wagyu means Japanese cow. That's mm-hmm. all it means. And now it, it's very delicious. Right. And it could be just as good or even better. I've had some at that Wagyu tasting. I had a few that I actually liked better than the Kobe. Mm-hmm. But, but if you want Kobe beef, it's got to have those two things. A certificate with a cow's nose print and a plaque. If you don't have that, they're lying to you. Look for the nose print.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Just, Anyways, just ask your... Random ask culinary logic. Culinary, server <laughs> culinary, sure to bring it to you. You know, it's, it's just in the back. Actually, I should take a
0: picture of one of our yeah. certificates and, and put just it on there. share. Put it on our social yeah. media. Um, the last point that I want to make is we are very good at multitasking. So that could
2: mean a lot of things for you. Yeah. You could you be know? cooking, taking care of the kids, doing the laundry, cleaning right. the house all at the same time. Or we could bring it back to sex. <laughs> and <laughs> cooking at the same time. Because we tell it how it
0: is here. But either way, we are good at multitasking, and
2: this is a benefit. It is. Anything well, else? I'm going to add one. I'm gonna oh, add go ahead, one. please. Chefs are a creative crowd. Mm-hmm. So creative crowds don't just appreciate food they appreciate all kinds of artistic things, music and the arts. And so when you're with a creative person, you're, you're not just going to eat well, you're probably going to hear cool music and go to cool art shows and like watch cool things. And, Well, at least to me, I think creativity is cool. So that's that's a benefit to being with a chef is that they're creative and you get to enjoy their creativity. And other, I have so many chefs that I know that no, it's not just food. They also like are really good at uh, you know making paintings, or they're really good at designing the house, or this is not a lot, whatever. Yeah, they're they're cool and talented at other things.
0: Yeah, usually you know
1: it spans across disciplines. Right, Mm -hmm.
0: we use it for inspiration. Oh, yeah. uh, Louie and I go to shows. We we love shows. That's how actually we bonded. Yeah, Broadway a long time ago is we'd go to Broadway shows together at the really? Smith Center. Yeah, and that's how we became really close. Uh, but yeah, it's it's all inspiration for yeah. us. Um, we have a lot of chefs that paint, like mm-hmm. you said,
2: draw, draw, sketch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, here's one. Music. So back to the the sex topic. Not not that I'm Ooh. there or anything. Go ahead. The chefs are. A passionate crowd, so oh, they're yes. probably not going to be super boring in the bedroom. Just gonna say,
0: hopefully not. Mm-hmm, I no don't complaints. know because I didn't get into this career until after I was married. <laughs> you didn't do a selection. But I can imagine. I mean, I've never had complaints from mm. my husband. Passion <laughs> is passion, guys. No they appreciate passion. Food. Yes.
1: Passion.
0: <laughs> All right, so we're gonna move on to on the fly. Uh, Donna's done this before. It's sixty seconds of questions with quick answers. And we're going to start our timer right now. What's 60 your fa- seconds with Donna Wilburn. Here okay. we go.
1: What's your favorite fast food item? Uh,
2: hamburger. The food you can't live without? Sushi. Dessert craving? Tiramisu. Guilty pleasure? Lots of tiramisu. <laughs> <laughs> Best tool for your job? My brain. Mm-hmm. Coffee or tea? Uh, coffee. Black lots of it dream place to eat um oh my gosh right now it was partage right now that's my dream right now but i mean what about something you've never gone to oh, like that, that it can be french anywhere in the world the french laundry Ooh, you will not be there. disappointed go <laughs> I can't. it's so expensive it, favorite food city uh, las vegas mm-hmm. where would you live if not in vegas um probably southern california we need this one for you favorite way to unwind a glass of wine and a stupid TV show. Chianti. Chianti and what was it? Fava beans.
0: Yeah. There you
1: go. <laughs> and a TV show. A nice Chianti and some fava beans.
0: <laughs> right. Um, Go to French Laundry.
2: Oh,
1: gosh. Go. It's worth the money. Um, Keller's bringing a concept in next yes,
0: year. He so. is. Yes. Stand by for that. Okay. But French... well, uh, You guys, feel free. And he has a <laughs> Sean here as well in Las Vegas. Yeah, well, I've
2: been there. I've been there. But...
0: French Laundry is other, other, other level, otherworldly. Uh, it was voted the best restaurant many, many times. It has three Michelin it, stars currently, dream. and just because of the location, I would pick it over per se. Actually, uh, I think New Yorkers would hate you for that, but I agree. Yeah, um, it's the original, uh-huh. and right. it, oh, I can't, I cannot tell you enough what an amazing experience it is. You'll talk about it for the rest of your life. Oh goodness. Um, Obviously, prepare, be prepared to spend a lot of money. I will tell you a little secret, which shouldn't have been a secret to me, but for some reason I didn't know it. Um, the, it's not one of those. So most restaurants, uh, six people or more, they have an automatic gratuity. Mm-hmm. On the French Laundry menu, it says in small print <laughs> that your gratuity is included. Oh,
2: so just right. FYI,
0: all because all right. my meal was, you know, a bit thousand dollars. Yeah, I'm not for lying. two people. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty expensive. Uh, pretty, pretty expensive. <laughs> right. It's just a mortgage Chef payment. Chef <laughs> No problem. <laughs> um, then we tip twenty percent on that, which we didn't oh. have to do. And if you've got the money and you're a baller and you want to tip more, awesome. Hell yeah. But if you're gonna do that, and I'm sure the server is gonna hate me for this, the servers. But screw it, because they're already making two hundred dollars and a thousand dollars anyways. There's there are two. Um, two lines on that tip part. The first is like additional tip, which it doesn't say additional. Maybe it does now, but it didn't. When I was there, I would have known if it said that. It said tip. And then the other thing was to donate to Boku Store.
2: Oh, okay. So
0: if I were to go back and do it again, Mm -hmm. I would tip Boku Store, which is an amazing program that takes chefs from all around the world and a lot of the time, you know, younger chefs that are competing for this Boku Store prize. And, you know, it's, it's a way to give back as opposed to lining your server's pocket with more money. Right. Just FYI. Great charity, there. but worth doing. Yeah. Definitely worth doing.
2: I make it happen. Yeah.
0: My husband did it for my birthday one year and the whole entire trip was around that French laundry, um, French laundry dinner. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's basically what a three star, three Michelin star restaurant is. It's, it's a destination restaurant so true that that so worth it true that so Louis Mm -hmm. uh, tell us how they can keep in touch you can
1: get us two sharp shifts on our Instagram at two sharp shifts on at our facebook at two sharp chefs and microphone and at our email address at two sharp at gmail.com
0: and as always thank you donna very illuminating and we will get back to you on that social media okay, podcast right? because i think that's super interesting we could do it after we talk to the influencers i love donna she's like our resident
2: oh, mental
0: health expert
1: we'll work for food <laughs> well, There you go. okay it's love back it. to dinner again we'll work for food
0: Thank you guys so much for Two Sharp Chefs and a Microphone. I'm Lorraine Moss.
1: And this is Louis Victor signing off.
0: Have a great week.